95. I am Alex and I'm super. And I'm Dr. Kevin. And I'm the natural. <laughs> His voice I am Pastor Rob and I'm still a junkie. And we are the Supernatural Junkies. junkies. That yeah, wasn't bad. That's that was good. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Supernatural Junkies. This is Alex, and Dr. Kevin is here with us. We also have some special guests. I'm going to let Kevin introduce them. Yes, this is their third episode with Dr. Daniel Bernard and his wife. And we're going to have another awesome episode today because we're going to be talking about all the subjects I want to talk about. Oh, I mean, these are Alex's questions, I'm sure. Whatever, Kevin. <laughs> As uh, Kathy Bernard, please, not just wife. Right. Wife is such a man. Wife. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> man such brain a dude here. thing. Yeah. So Kathy's with us today, and uh, she's actually um, very passionate about some of these questions as well. You know... So one of our themes for our show is just very simply that, you know, today more people believe, for example, in aliens than they believe in God. And yet the church will refuse to even address the, the idea, right? So we really feel like, you know, the, the church needs to start talking about the things that are relevant to people and really giving the, the biblical narrative on these things, right? So, of course, you know, we this year started, of course, under the covid narrative has been going on here now for almost two years now and it really has you know controlled a lot of what we've covered on the on the podcast in particular we just feel like the the prophetic narratives of the bible are actually happening right in front of our eyes right and so jesus in luke 21 said when you see these things happening that the church is supposed to do two things well number one the church can't do what it's supposed to do if we don't read the prophetic parts of our Bible and we don't read the newspaper enough to see that it's happening, right? And so this is the basic paradigm that we use here that we're going to be bringing up what the Bible says and then how it's happening. And then the Bible says that the church, okay, we as Christians are supposed to do two things. We're supposed to stand up and then we're supposed to lift up our head. And so we've kind of been, you know, focusing on these ideas talking about what's happening, what's our, what does our Bible say about that, and then moving forward so we, so we can have a biblical you know, perspective on what's happening in the world today. So that's kind of our, our paradigm that we typically use here. So you know, anytime we get a pastor or a doctor, you know, somebody that's been doing this for a long time, you guys are running multiple ministries, you know, you've seen this COVID narrative come into the world and have seen the, the, the devastation really even to the church um, and to our relationships with each other and our freedoms. So, I mean, you're more than qualified to, to jump in on some of these questions. Sure. So, Can I just ask, what, Kathy, what has your experience been with this whole COVID experience and the vaccine? How do you feel about that? Um, well, I don't agree with it. Right. I think that... Um, I think that it's a deeper issue than just, uh, you know, a COVID or a vax or no vax. Right. It's really Agreed. The, the core uh, 
issue is our taking our freedom away. Mm-hmm. We start with one place, it will continue, and where they'll start taking away our religious freedoms or, you know, uh, gun freedoms or whatever freedoms we have. And so people need to recognize that's a true issue um, that really is serious. Yep. And um, I know a lot of people, I've heard stories of people who um, um, have come from Germany and other countries that have gone through um, terrible times. And they go, this is the footprint yeah. um, that started. It's the precursor. Yeah. Before yeah. before we got into finally where um, the you know, Nazis took over, taking the Jews, putting yeah. them on the trains and, and, you know, killing them. So that's where we have to really be um, wow. careful what what's really going on. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I have a T-shirt in our shop that says the final variant is called communism. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Wake up, everyone. Wake up. So I guess. Um, what do you think was maybe your, well, this one to you, Kathy, but what do you think was the first thing you noticed about the COVID narrative that started to go, maybe, maybe this isn't just about, you know, COVID? Well, saying that everybody has to take it. Right. Yeah. A mandate. Definitely <laughs> a mandate, you know, like. Is the most no. obvious thing. Right? Yeah. What about you, Daniel? What was the first thing you noticed about the COVID narrative that just maybe isn't lining up, isn't checking out? Or, um, well, I think the main <laughs> some just from a, you know, uh, Yogi Berra said you can observe a lot just by watching. Right. <laughs> so just just watch and you can, and just observe and just go like, okay, hey, you know, you can get. We're gonna give you a hundred dollar gift certificate to Walmart if you don't right. get the vex. And I'm like, something's really <laughs> right. wrong here. Right, get a hundred dollars uh, and you know, a free shot. Right. And Everyone, because that's what the government does oh, all know, the time. All these things, all the bribery. <laughs> right. So that's you know the, you know so we were like, hey, wait, wait, if this is such so good for you. Why do you have to do all that? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's where the pastor, because you know the big thing. You know, whether it's uh, you and, you know, Yvette Gar or whoever it is, like, how can we get the pastors to start standing up and talking about this? Mm-hmm. And, in, here's, and here's the way. Pastor, start standing up without talking about the vaccine in and of itself. Start begin to discern the spirits behind the thing. Right. When I've got a use, when I've got to use deception manipulation fear fear bribery bribery coercion when i've got to uh you know suppress you and your freedom and your liberty what is behind so so when you observe if you want to call it the two sides which one is doing all that right that is the one that is in satan's camp hello right so mm-hmm. pastor can you preach about that Right. If you can't preach about that, get out of the pulpit, period. But, but right. there's so many that just aren't, they're not even acknowledging. They're Literally, they're like closing their eyes and saying, well, I really don't know about that. And I tell Kevin all the time, if you are a pastor right now and you can say, I've not been keeping up with that, that is willful defiance. You are choosing to right. not talk about it 
intentionally? How can you tell me that you don't know anything about it? That is not good enough. So when, when Jesus comes back, you're going to look at him in the eye and say, well, I didn't know. Well, the fact is, is that you mean then, then, then who are you pastoring? Uh, exactly. Because you're not involved in this culture whatsoever. And, and these yeah. are questions. These are things that, you're, safe. that your sheep are dealing with. And they need to have some answers to. Amen. And you're supposed to be, you know, the guy that they're looking to. Right. Pastor, what should I do? Well, listen, um, whatever you decide based on. Well, no, 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 no. You know, help give out the information so they can decide. That's what you do when it comes to voting. Right. You say, here's the voter guide. Here's what this side right. believes. That's that. right. So, That's what I said. Thank hello. you. Hello. Do the same thing. Right. You know, from you, the information that I've gotten, here's the voter guide. To jab or not to jab, okay? That's right. So, you know, and the basically it comes down to, you know, the, the, the like Kathy said, there's the, the spirit of Jezebel. You know, rebellion is as a spirit of witchcraft. And, you know, the, the whole idea behind this is, when I say rebellion, is because the whole idea is to exude government as God. Right. We That's create what, a crisis so everybody would be dependent upon government rather than dependent upon God. That's right. And so that's the bottom line in all this, okay? Right. So, and, uh, and I'm yep. so sad. I, I still feel so sorry for you if you're too. out there and you don't yeah. understand what the real agenda is. Choosing right. The not- worldwide global agenda is just that. That's right. right. And the Chinese are pretty much behind all of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what they, you know, that's what they're doing. That's why they're taking over Taiwan. That's why they're taking right. over Hong Kong. That's why, you know, they want to do all these things. That's why they're infiltrating all of our institutions because so that in a flip of a switch without shooting one bullet, they can take over the United States of America. Well, that's and literally they, that's what they're doing right now. By, yeah. But with all the mandates and everything else, it's, you know, it's you know, the fact of the matter is, even in our election, they are buying off people left and right. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the social media people, Silicon Valley, they are all being bought off by the Chinese, yeah. Amen. you know, and that's why. And, and you, Bill Gates and other people uh, like that. Well, I mean, those are in cahoots. Those yeah, they're totally in these guys. Yeah. I mean, these, the, the elitists. But his know, company with, with is the run by the rare earth right. minerals, which are, guess where they're at, folks? Mainly in China and Afghanistan, right? Yeah. So where, it, it's all these people's pockets, and I mean, that's the bottom line for them. And, and so they, do they really, do they care about you? No. No. They don't care. Do they about don't even you. care about their own people? You know, when you when you just when you start digging around just a little bit, and I don't even, quite frankly, there's so much out there. I don't I don't do any digging myself, and it's it's all out there if you're just open to looking at it and just goes like over two million people have adverse conditions. I just saw a thing on the over that that there's a hundred and eight FIFA. That's you know soccer players. Yeah. Professional soccer dead players dead on the field. Right. Dead. Yeah. Died. Some of them died on the field and, during and, games, and, and no one. Here's about it. Tennis player, a top 100 during a game, died. Just- oh, I mean, you know, if you had someone personally die as that you know of from taking taking the shot, raise your hand. Right. Me, you know? Yeah. And so I'm just going like, I, you know, I'm just going like, and, and it's un- unbelievable that, again, when you say like, okay, 
when the when these doctors have taken the, the Hippocratic oath and so forth, then why why isn't ivermectin available? Right. You know what what is the real scheme? We know it's all big. Well, it's pharma. not the doctors that are eliminating that. In fact, the Rome Declaration has gotten to the point where we're not allowed to have conversations. They are not just censoring our conversations and our research. They are absolutely doing exactly what Biden did here. If Regeneron is really helping people in Florida, we're going to block your ability to get it. You can't get ivermectin at any of the drugstores here, even if somebody writes it. So these are big companies that are coming in interfering that, you know. So I think back, you know, for me, you know, I was in profession. I mean, I'm, we're seeing people left and right, and this thing comes out. And I just went to the World Health meter. Okay, people are dying. Okay, well, people are dying all the time. So what are they dying of, right? And you just watch that health meter, right? And I'm sorry, folks, but there was just a lot more things to be worried about than COVID, even yeah. on that health meter. And that helps to put that immediately in perspective that something's going on here, you know? But there are actual doctors in hospitals that, I mean, they have them on YouTube recording them saying that they will give the minimum care to unvaccinated people like they bought into it too and they've i mean there's a, several doctors right. i have their names written down that Stu peters talks about that they actually say that they wish that all the unvaccinated people would just die right that they won't care for the unvaccinated people where's your hippocratic oath right uh when it just disgusts me that you could do that to another human being i don't care what your own personal feeling is you took a hippocratic oath if you are not going to honor that step aside right. and quit your job because you're not doing it and as a pastor if same thing if you are not going to step into the ring and you know say what's really going on then you need to step aside if you're not willing to go in and save god's people and tell them what's really happening here step aside well i had a patient just tell me you know his young daughter goes in and she was having some breathing problems so he you know he did let her go to the hospital but he told her you know this this and this so i mean they come in heavy-handed we're going to put you on rendezvous oh. i mean the head guy comes in and he says if you don't take this you're going to be on life support she walked out a few hours later folks Right? We have stories of people that went, walked into the hospital right themselves, walked in the door, and three hours later, they're on a ventilator. Okay, yeah, that's because they made 40000 right, to put her on that. So you have to understand these, these, these health protocols are coming down from big business, right? And then they're being financially incentivized. There's not really anybody there that's really stopping all of that, you know? So one of the other questions, so we talked about some of, I mean, I think for everybody, we could all say there's some problems we see with COVID. What would you say, what do you think about that's going on that seems to be prophetic? Who wants to take that one? Well, um, gee, I, I guess, you know, <laughs> it seems to be either uh, A, um, you know, we're, we're in it. Right. Or this is definitely the, the precursor. Right. Uh, I, I I think that we have to really uh, truly realize that uh, a lot of things that are that are going on. I think in the what we find in in uh, Thessalonians, what you find in Daniel, as we're talking about, is he's there in the twelfth chapter talking about uh, the various kings that are coming forth, and it explicitly says that they. Uh, trodden underfoot the truth right uh and the antichrist coming with as someone who's going to 
uh, they, they, they were there because they believed the lie rather right. than believing the truth is why right. the Antichrist can deceive so many and so forth. And so when you, when you look at that and go like, you know, you, you just look at it and you're just like, there is a, that spirit of that stupor right. where people are so asleep that I'm going like, they're actually, and it's because of the conditions of their heart. Right. Totally buying into a lie. I mean, right. you just can't, there's no way, you know, every day on the news, I'm just going, do people really believe that? Oh my God, really? How can right. that happen? And you forget that there's a spiritual dynamic there that the Lord in the book of Revelations and so mm -hmm. said, this is going to happen. Right. This is how blind the people are going to become. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, they're, or they're be willingly to walk the plank basically uh, but they're thinking that, no, they're actually walking in the truth. That's right. why it's called deception. And so I, I guess that is a is a generality. Mm -hmm. But to see that really through the book of Daniel, through the, the, like, wow, this is actually. But to see it on such a grand scale is what kind of blows you away. You know, yeah, when you, just the fact that people don't want to hear truth. Yeah. You know, and so when you when you so that when so just when that in of itself to me is the biggest deal and when we go back to why therefore we must mm -hmm. get out there we must right. stand up and right. speak and so forth because there is definitely a famine of the truth yes out there yeah and so you know another shameless plug here but the covid beast will be coming out in january and uh, we may have the kindle book version out first uh, but also going to have an audible version of it but the three basic things that, that, that Revelations 13 chapter talks about, and again, when we talk about the COVID beast, we're talking about the government, okay? The beast government of, of Revelations, and that, that this government specifically needed three things. It needed a cause. It had to somehow create a cause in the world. And this cause, has a, like every cause, has an effect. The effect is they needed access to our bodies, right? And then what else did they need? They absolutely needed the ability to keep us from being able to buy and sell. And if you look at those three determining factors, right, just what we know that the mark of the beast comes from the beast. And that is the, the formula that he has to have to make it all work. And this is what we have to stand up to as Christians. We cannot, you know, participate or support mandatory, okay, access to our bodies. The fact is that's the temple of the Holy Spirit. And, and it, it can't be a coincidence that this government all around the world exactly at the same time has this cause and the cause leads them what's the what i mean honestly has there been any other solutions proposed for covid or even remotely accepted except for what requiring access mandatory access to your body i mean there's so many other reasons we and ways to treat covid it's not even funny oh yeah right and and then, and then you know part of the thing too just practically speaking cuz my son had a deal, well, to say, with some other relationships, uh, you know, that he's encountered. Uh, but it's all about, oh, do you really think, do you, do you really think the people are out to kill us? And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, well, yeah well, what, well, do you really think they're not? I mean, you know, let's turn that around. But guys, you know, even, well, how about this period, Senator, how about that? Or do you know that Franklin Graham said we should get the shot? You know, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know the bottom line is it comes down to, and I originally got this from actually Donald Trump's doctor. Right. Who said, you know, when you look at something, you first have to say, number one, do I need it? The answer is no. Because 
you know, 99.7% of people are going to survive this right. thing. You know, more people are going to die from the flu and influenza right. and so on. All of a sudden, by the way, of course, we notice that, hey, wait a minute, what happened to all the numbers of everything else? Right. What happened to cancer and heart disease? All the yeah. other thing, it's like, all they, those numbers went way down all of a right. sudden, you know? So, but number one, do I need it? No. Number two, is it effective? No. Number three, you know, because we know that people with COVID, right. like like Aaron Rodgers said, Hey man, there's teammates who got the got the shot and they still got COVID. Right. And people who got the shot and got COVID and died. Right. You know, I mean, you know, especially today. I mean, like, just numbers are right. so huge of all those who got the COVID and died. I got the shot and died rather. And, and so, so number one, is it effective? No. No, you know, and so you just go through the whole thing. Is that are there other alternatives? Yes, that would you know be as effective or, or more effective right. and so on. So, I mean, you start going through that list. So you don't even have to deal with, right. you know, this science against this science. The bottom line is that here's the reality is this. And, and those are the things as far as an argument goes, you know, you can be armed with, listen, I don't need it. And the fact of the matter is, is that if you got COVID, you're better off than someone who's gotten the shot because, uh, you, you know, your core, core uh, you know, uh, Mobility is way higher, right? You know, and so you know you're um, anyway. So you go through all those kind of things as far as uh, that just common sense type kind right. of stuff. You know, I don't need this. Well, and so and, and that again comes back to what you're talking about is then well, if I really don't need it, common sense, just deduction tells me I don't need I it. don't need it. Then what is this really about? Right. You know. So and and how can you know? me supposedly getting sick for a few days if I don't really have any risk. And that's what I'm saying. You know, when you're more likely to die of suicide or a drug overdose, okay, until you're only, until you hit 85, are you more likely to die from COVID than those two things, right? You know, you start to look at your risk levels, you know, somewhere between 20 and 50. It's really in the the death rate of being a pedestrian, right or a bicyclist all things that are completely legal so you know you start to run these numbers because we all have risks every day that's another big one for me that i'm like hey what is my personal risk right you know if a patient comes in with cancer we don't give them surgery chemotherapy and radiation all on the same day and in fact very few people get any of those things right because cancer can be dealt with in other directions so this is the kind of stuff this one size fits all and the delaying of all the normal procedures that anybody can see that this is you know really happening there so you guys kind of talked about the agenda but you know when i think about it i go back and i say listen if you're a christian because you know people are you really a conspiracy theorist but now think about this there's only two ways anything happens either somebody conspires to do it or it happens accidentally right and so if you're a christian right satan conspired against god we, if you're a Christian, you are a conspiracy theorist. You believe that there's a battle for the mind and hearts of humanity, right? And that there's two sides going at it. And then the Bible warned us that there would come a day, right, where this government would rise. And it would be called the beasts, right, for lots of reasons. But this government would, would be in such a way that it's against God. And that's what communism is, right? That's I right. mean, the, the funny thing is we have all, communism's killed more people than anybody on the planet, right? And communism, the government is God. How, how can you get more anti-Christian than that, right? And then again, just the choices. We have God obviously gave us all these choices, you know, and the fact that they're taking them away, right? That's not what love would do, 
right? So love doesn't take those choices away, right? And so that's where all of this comes in. And so for me, it starts to build a pretty strong case. This is maniacal. This is demonic because these people are taking away our God-given freedoms. It, when they shut the doors of the church, right? And now you can't go to church unless you're vaccinated in a lot of countries, right? So this is a level of messing with the church and messing with our faith, right? That is just unheard of. Well, and it's messing with your families too, because we know several families where um, grandparents aren't able to see their grandchildren unless they get vaccinated. Yes. And so you have division in the families because not everybody's in agreement with to take it or not to take it. Or even get together as families. You didn't take that, right? Yep. I mean, it has really divided the the world. It has. You know, a a scripture I really like to use to to show people, you know, I've been teaching for probably about 15 years that the mark of the beast would be likely to have genetic components, right? Mm -hmm. And so here we have the first genetic components being forcefully, you know, mandatorily injected into people. And what did it cause? It's caused massive division, hate between the unvaccinated and the vaccinated. So how did they get communism? They divided the people. They just got their divide, folks. And what did the Bible say? What was the last kingdom on the face of the earth? It was a divided kingdom. The only one that was because there's two kinds of people. How are they divided? Between the mingled seed and those with unmingled seed, right? So you're starting to see, hey, seed in the Bible we're talking about genetic material. So this verse is happening as we speak, and yet people aren't talking about it. And this is its more than a racial divide. You know, when you think about mingling seed, you're really talking about transhumanism, right? And you have Case Law School, right, that was given almost a, half, almost a million dollars, right, to actually come in and, hey, how would we transfer rights to people that are genetically modified? Because they're recognizing there's going to be a tremendous amount of you know, racism, because you're talking about creating a new species, right? So Tal Zaks uh, said this early on in his, um, really early on, he's basically said that if you take this vaccine, you're no longer a creation of God. Now, I don't agree with him, right? But you can see that at some point, you know, he's talking about the fact that you, if I take corn and I change the codes, right? And then I go and say, well, this is my corn because this is my codes in it, right? That's how they get a patent on the corn. And the same thing is what they're trying to do with human beings, right? So these are the kinds of things that are going on in the world. And again, how many people heard about that? Nobody, but he said it, right? So this is what I'm talking about. The genetic narratives of the Bible have largely been lost because we didn't understand them, right? But a lot of those genetic narratives are also attached to the days of Noah, right? Again, more controversy in the church. It's difficult to understand all that stuff. But again, you can start to see where these things are starting to play out. Well, I just think that, you know, without even because let's, let's, you know, be honest that that's a that's a pretty deep dive into a, a lot of things and issues and so forth that your your basic Christian who's not even reading his own Bible right. is not going to be be willing to do. So there's a, just a basic uh, issue with, um, you know, where we go back to Revelations twelve eleven. Remember the third part of that. And they love not their lives unto right. death, and that's the problem. Right, is that we're all about self preservation. Yeah, you know, and 
where we'll go ahead and we know that all these atrocities are happening. All these Christians are being persecuted. All these other form, uh, people are being uh, prejudiced against in China. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to do business with them and we're going to, you know, buy their tennis shoes and from the NBA and yes. yada, 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 yada. And it's just like, okay, what are we really saying as a people? And unfortunately, that becomes even as a church, we're not willing to suffer for the gospel. Right. And we as Americans especially, you know, we haven't had to do it. Right. And the fact that now that that, that may be the case, you know, this is really quite honestly, when we talk about the church and this is some of the real revelation that we're seeing is, you know, I'm seeing a divide right in the church. And, and, and I see that also in the leadership, not only of their, uh, un, their unwillingness to stand tall uh, and against, you know, this uh, oppression and what have you, uh, so readily closing up their church and, you know, being so uh, you know, long in opening up the church and, you mm -hmm. know, and, and just being okay with, hey, but the tithes are coming in. And it's okay if, right. they, if we just do everything virtually, you know, and they, you know, it's, I mean, no, 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 it's not okay. I mean, I don't see how any pastor can say, that's okay. Right. You know, hey, because listen, the bottom line is we're still going good financially. I mean, that's it. I mean, right. like, are you kidding me? And with that kind of mentality, what can you expect of your people other than they're saying like, oh yeah, we will, you know, we can, uh, you know, we can let the thing slide here and there in, in every way of our life, uh, you know, just to be for convenience sake, which again means and says that, yeah, you know, it's all about self-preservation and not about preservation or the advancement of the kingdom of God. Right. And that's the issue. We, we, I don't care who you are, Baptist, Pentecostal, whatever. In America, we've got terrible theology about suffering. We and, do. And our theology is really what you do. It's not about what you believe, because you can tell me what you do, that's what you believe. Right. And we, we just don't. Right. And, um, you know, so, you know, I just really, just that is the thing. And when I'm seeing pastors who now all of a sudden, you know, who are, uh, receiving, you know, whether it be uh, homosexuality or whatever the case may be, a lot of things that, that from the liberal agenda that's taking place where they're not coming to agreement about. Right. You know, they're, they're saying, yeah, you know, well, we thought about it. And, you know, I mean, I even have, we have 500 pastors, uh, African-American pastors, and I'm not going African-American pastors, I'm just giving this an example, but who said that we're no longer going to preach the white gospel. I'm going I never heard of something. What I is never that? Heard of it. What is that? You know, and and so it's just you know from just. I mean, I've had pastors tell me that I needed to repent. I said, repent of what? Because I'm asking that we pray and believe God that God would give us people who ha who who have uh, biblical principles and morals. Those are the kind of people we're trying to elect during the time of the election. I had to say like, oh no. You know, you, you know, you, what you're doing is raising up. Like, no, dude. I said, you just tell me where I'm going wrong. I'm not asking people to pray and believe that God would 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 that we'd see elected those who uphold biblical values. How is that? What do I need to repent of? But I mean, right. just telling you, you know, from a practical experience, where we're at, and that is definitely something where we see the great falling away, if you will. Well, and, you know, we're in a bit of a pickle at this point. If you're a pastor and you haven't talked about this, you've got 50 to 75% of your adults in your church that have taken this fax. Yeah. And you didn't say nothing, right? right. And now you're going to say something? Mm. It's an awkward situation. 
right? So you can see here, you know, people are feeling a little behind the eight ball. So I guess one of my questions would be, and I'm going to maybe make you feel this one, Kathy, but, you know, if somebody took this vaccine, what would you say to them? Well, I'd say what's done is done, and they'll have to suffer whatever consequences that might be. But um, I don't think we need to be judgmental with our approach to them. Um, we can speak truth in love and, um, and then try to help them with whatever we can help them with, um, with the decision that they've made. Mm -hmm. And what'd you say, Daniel? Well, I think, like I said, um, to clarify, first of all, that some people, because they, um, I, I mean, I've just heard, uh, people maybe more from the charismatic aspect of it say, well, you know, it says that if, you know, Mark 16, you know, um, drinking any deadly poison and so forth and I will recover that sort of thing. I'm just like, well, no, no, no. You can't put the Lord to the test. You know, this is not where you can just, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get this and then the Lord's going to deliver me if, if something goes wrong. You know, you can't go in with the full intent knowing that you're putting poison in your body, but you want to go along to get along. So therefore, you know, you do that. I don't see the God working that way. Uh, and uh, so that, that is not obviously an application, a good application of that scripture for your life. And uh, so in that regard, um, uh, yeah, that, that's my take on that. On the other hand, though, uh, it is pretty alarming if, if uh, as a believer, and I know people are really casual about it. Well, you know, they didn't even investigate it when it got the shot. And just to like whatever you know, no, it's not a big deal. I'm just going to be. How can you be that casual about uh, all those kind of things? And and uh, so I'm really concerned about that. And I said, well, the, you know, then whatever happens is going to happen. Right. Uh, it, it, you know, I pray that you don't have any kind of consequences and so forth. But and there might be some that don't. Um, but there's going to be many who are. And uh, the the bottom line is, you know, for for those to. Uh, who have and I, and I know some ministers and others who have gotten it, and some have gotten it, you know, because of, you know, they believe because of uh, their where they're at physically that they needed to get it, and so I don't condemn anybody for right. that at all. We don't want to condemn nobody, right? And so, but at the same time, uh, <clears throat> I'm just really concerned that um, whether whether they're not taking uh, the the precautions or the thought of, like you were saying, hey, number one, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Why haven't you considered mm -hmm. all the uh, <clears throat> all the science and everything that's there for us to really examine and determine whether or not to do it? And of course, it's not the, you know, it's not a a, a sin unto death or whatever. But, right. Uh, but the fact is, is uh, you know, we ha we have to extend send grace and then. Um, you know, uh, believe, find out what you can do right. to help even fight uh, whatever the vax may yeah, do to your body. There are things that you can you can do to try to be at the ultimate health. I think that's all that's really important, and that's where we we need to be there uh, as the church in that place, saying, "Hey, you know, we care about you." Uh, you know, I mean, what you're, what, what the thing is, you, you bought into fear, you bought into the message, 
And the bottom line, you know, the only guarantee we have in this life is that we can have life forever with Jesus. And, and so, so, so that's it, you know what I mean? Yeah, Other he's that, still the, the, the answer now, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. Ever more than ever. Uh, you know, in, in creating an atmosphere too. I mean, right now is that you're talking about end times. Uh, you know, if we believe in revelations and, you know, the great uh, sickle is coming forth to bring forth a great harvest, uh, man, there is not a better time to be sharing your faith than now. Right. With so much confusion, so much darkness, so much fear, um, you know, boy, you know, they, they need hope. Uh, people need the truth. People need to know that this isn't all there is. Right. That there's life eternal. I mean, talking forever, folks. Right with Jesus. And so, boy, that's the truth that really needs to get out there more than, than any other. And I, I tell you, you know, repentance goes a long way, doesn't it? I mean, it's so true that if you know you've made a mistake, well, then you you do the same thing you do with everything, every mistake you make in your life. And, you know, there there's going to be some consequences, but there also is going to be some solutions. I think God's going to continue to help, you know, people work with people that are having problems due to the vaccination, for sure. You know, what do you see as far as like, you know, the vaccine narrative and then the bark of the beast scenario in the Bible. Do you see any correlations there or connection points? Well, I mean, to me, just in general, you know, again, I, you know, I don't know because I don't know enough about what actually is in the vaccine. I guess right. I want to say. Yeah. There's a medical side to it. That's yeah. really difficult. You know, that's yeah. why for me, I've always thought, you know, what in the world probably some of the weakest theology that people really don't want to talk about what could be so different about this mark of the beast that could create something because the scenario is that when they take this they worship the beast what yeah. what happens to them because yeah, you know you think about all the jerks in the world that wouldn't worship jesus but they ain't going to worship satan either so you start to think about what what could possibly produce something like that. So that's something that I've always wondered my whole life. And so I definitely tend to think that there could be a genetic you know factor going on here. And of course, that's what transhumanism really is. And that is something that's difficult to understand. But it's definitely out there now. You know, Dr. Carrie Madej, well, was talking a lot about that and how she was even being sucked in by groups that this is clearly their agenda is to change the genetic codes of the entire human race and that's part of it and i personally believe that we're likely to see i mean we're already seeing some of the new jabs um or even another pill that they're advertising it's going to change your dna i mean to me the next narrative is really simple um yeah humans can't survive this so we need to become humans 2.0 that's really what I see yeah. as the next agenda. You know, I just I feel like there's really nowhere else to go. And that's where, again, you start to realize we become two separate species. Two, one's got mingled seed and one doesn't. And then these two groups can't seem to capitulate with one another. Well, I think education is real important because there are some people who maybe made the decision to take one shot. Right. And, you know, they keep giving... Okay, the now take the second shot, then the booster, and then and then another shot, and then another shot. Well, each time you take a shot, you make a decision for that. Right. So I know there's people who initially took the first one and said, you know, that's it. I didn't I didn't have the information, but now I do. So now I make this decision. Yeah, you so got to stop the narrative. Right, and just because you said yes the first time doesn't mean you have to continue and take shot after shot after shot you know that's just putting more stuff bad stuff into your body well you know and the jab is certainly one part of it you know 
for me, um, especially when they become mandatory. That's very, and, and then with the vaccine passports, this is eerily similar to, to what, what the Bible gives in the Mark of the Beast scenario. So for me, that part's kind of unmistakable. But what do you think about, you know, lockdowns and vaccine passports and you see the way that they've been able to restrict travel? Well, yeah. I mean, the whole buy or sell, you can't yeah. buy or sell thing. I mean, so that's the whole thing, you know, before, you know, I guess when you got like the Omega Code and all those movies and saying like, oh, you know, okay, it's... It's almost like it's a fictional or something, right? And and, and now you know um, this is this is cre- the, the main thing we have to understand, and that's what you talk about. Hey, you, Jesus said, you know, you're gonna go watch and be ready, man. Right? Don't be asleep at the wheel here. And buddy, all these situations is creating such an environment where that mark of a beast is so ever more possible mm-hmm. now today. And people need. I see. I believe. The more they acquiesce to each and every one of these kind of things, puts them in. You know, you know, you've done sales. Right. What do they tell you? You know, you start getting people just to say yes. Yes. Right? You know. Right. You know, and and so that's the whole thing. The little psychology of sales. Get them to say yes, yes, yes. So they begin to do what in their mind, and I'm sure there, I, 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 there's a pat where you begin to develop patterns the the word vaccine is already a well-established pattern some people are already very familiar with the fact that they're mandatory yeah. you have to take them you don't have a choice yeah and so you know that that whole idea i think creates an atmosphere where you're saying well, like wait a minute you know you, you need to start thinking in terms of what is this leading to in um in in and so where again someone has to stand up and say hey no uh, that's not truth. This, this, you know, these are the realities uh, for this present age and the age to come. I guess I would say, uh, you know, it's, it's so it's so important that each and every one of our, as far as our generation goes, um, you know, it does obviously influences the next. Right. So uh, we have to stand up in what it means. What does it look like to? And what does it mean to stand up for truth? in you know for your generation and so forth and how that then impacts and influences the others as we know um the, the sad thing we can find in, in in the book of judges is that the next generation came and they knew not the lord you right know? so just a, it's just a generation away right and so well, it is for sure so you know when we look upon that we're just going man if the darkness and and, and the lies are being so quickly received and accepted and even uh, per, now, now those are infiltrating the church in such a way. We're going like, man, we we're not far from this. No, this takeover here. Um, well, and, and when I think through this, I'm like, well, you have to have the beast before you get the mark. And the only thing that we have a chance of actually stopping, you know, I, somebody said this prophetically, and you know, this is when I was younger, and I just always remember it. He says, you know, you could make a great case that Hitler was the Antichrist, right? And that the Germans really were the beast, right? But a generation of people said, stood up and said, not on our watch. This is not going to happen. Everything that Hitler was doing is absolutely happening right now. They marked those people. Then they disenfranchised them. They took their jobs. And where did they end up? In a concentration camp. And where did that end? In a Holocaust. And that's exactly what could happen here. That's what you're seeing at the beginning of the show. So to me, they're standing up. You know, we can't comply with the beast when he's in control. But if we have a chance of, inf- of influencing this scenario, right, 
where America lands in Bible prophecy even, right? We have a chance if we can stop the beast, if we can keep him from getting what he needs, which is access, mandatory access to our bodies to keep us from buying and selling. These are two things that I would like to see the church polarize on because if we did that, the government we had could never become the beast government the Bible warned us about. And that ought to be something that every Christian, every pastor should say, hey, we don't want that kind of government. Every Christian ought to be able to speak against communism, right? We ought to be able to do that, right? Every Christian ought to be able to speak even against socialism. That's what, you know, Dr. David Jeremiah's entire book is about, right? Every Christian, like he said, when he ended his, when he was here in Tampa Bay, you know, I mean, considering who he is, I mean, he is as nice as the day is long, and he's trying to be as nice as he can possibly be considering the situation we're in, but he just says at the end, what can you do? Well, resist in any way you can, because that's exactly where we're at at this point, mm -hmm. right? If they get control, you know, with the technology that's available today, we really would just be, I'm um, sorry, we're just lab rats, you know, fish in a barrel, per se. And so this is why this time, if if the beast was already here and in full control, I wouldn't have wrote that book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because it'd be a different time. The reason I wrote the book, The COVID Beast, is because the beast is not fully developed either. He's in his precursory form. If we could stop him now, right, we will see many more people saved. And, you know, what is it all about? It's all about God having children. The only reason he comes back is because he can't have any more. Mm -hmm. That's what really happens, right? Everybody chooses one way or the other. And so this is the thing that now is the time where we want to have these. We have to have these freedoms in order to see people come to Christ, right? So, And I think people understand, too, is that as you read the Old Testament, you can see patterns where, you know, the judgment was to come. And God, because of a people that stood up, you know, whether it be, you know, uh, Hezekiah, or, you know, and the people in Judah, and so all the Old Testament prophets. But they, but they delayed the event, the eventual yes. you know, demise and the uh, exiling of both Israel and the people. Of Judah. Why didn't Jonah want to go to Nineveh? Because <laughs> he knew God was so amazing. These people were horribly wicked. He knew they deserved to be wiped out. He didn't want to go there because he knew God might forgive them. <laughs> right. Well, and I think that, I guess the, the the hope for the Christian is that. Hey, you know, just what you're saying is that we, if we do stand up, we can put this thing off. Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to happen in our watch. That's right. In our generation. And and hopefully we'll have a, a, a period of time where then the next generation will do the same. Right. You know, our children and their children. And so, you know, uh, and, and I think that's important. Only in the sense of, oh, yeah, well, you know, we're not fatalists, but we're saying, hey, no, we want to save as many as possible. It's funny because, you know, we've had, you know, people in Australia say the Americans were supposed to save us from this. When I was at the um, day with the experts there, I was sitting behind, I was witnessing um, about the prophetic nature of what's happening in this country to two um, Christian scientists. And, you know, I only talked for probably five minutes, which is a world record, by the way. Um, <laughs> but she turns to me just right out of the book because you could tell everything I was saying was landing and lighting a storm inside of her, honestly. And she says to me within five minutes, she says, the Christians were supposed to protect us from this. And that, that's, as a, and again, we had Dr. Sherry Tenpainter talk about the failure of the church, right? 
you start to see when she, when these said those things when when the Australians said that right the Americans are supposed to protect us, folks. We are the only light of freedom in the world right now, and we're the only one really that actually has a true chance of stopping this beast government. And now is the time that we have to do that. And I think that that's a polarizing moment that this generation, like you said, because of our theology of suffering, right, has is so bad. You know, that this turns out that this is the generation that's going to have to stand up. We can't let a cause like this trade in all of our blessings. You know, that's like, you know, Esau trading his birthright blessing for a bowl of pottage. And that's literally what's happening right now. You know, we're trading that that blessing. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to, to churches? What do you think's going on here for their side? And how do you think we could get more Christians, more churches, more pastors to try and talk about this uh, well i think we're doing it you know yes. I, I think for those who have ears to hear right what the spirit is saying uh not a lot of those things uh like to ask the experts or this podcast and other things uh they're out there right now they're you know they're they're accessible and you know pastors really want to find the truth now listen some of and some of these pastors actually know the truth and they and they said my personal conviction is this but they're not letting those personal convictions come forward. Right. You know, and that's where they, they, they need that encouragement and saying, listen, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to let that happen to this other guy and let him stand alone. Uh, I made that statement right in our pastor's meeting. Um, you know, uh, there was a situation that happened in Chicago and, and it was not dealing with this. It was dealing with the, uh, with the, uh, the, uh, on the political realm. But he, this one guy, now listen, it was Nike and, uh, you know, all these, he had the, in other words, they had the number one rated restaurant in Chicago. Right. And I forgot what they were doing, but they came up with some kind of catchy slogan and so forth. And Nike and all these guys got involved and started giving money towards them and, and what they were doing and, and promoting them and so forth. But he was a believer. Right. And I, he says later, he said, like, I probably should have been a stronger believer than it was. But he came out just with the comment that, hey, through G, because of Jesus, all lives matter. That's right. Oh, yes. the next day, BLM, Antifa, and everybody were at their door. Right. And, and, and so now, all of a sudden, they had a situation. And so... Uh, they're being called out and so forth. So he, they did, they would go to the streets anyway and, and, and minister in the streets. So they said, well, we're going to go ahead and minister to these guys. And so they went out there, you know, with their sound equipment and everything, began to minister and share with them with the love of Jesus and so forth. And, um, you know, the, the police came and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, there was some, you know, words and contestants, but basically the words they were sharing were more about, Hey, you know how Jesus loves you and cares for you, and you know my message is, uh, you know about uh, the love of God. And of course, they didn't they didn't take that or whatever. But anyway, ultimately, what happened was that he lost those endorsements. He lost the Nike. He lost everything. And eventually, he you know the the um, uh, the um, uh, some of the some of the people quit you know because they just couldn't take it mm -hmm. uh, and so on. But what amazed me is this, is that I, when I watched all that and I had this guy actually sp speak and share with the, the pastors here, that they were alone. Right. I, I said, did you see that, guys? 
yeah, that these guys were out there all by themselves. No one rallied to come alongside them and stand with them. And they were preaching the gospel to the BLM and Antifas. Why? Because number one, they were afraid. Right. And, and, and number two, they're just unwilling to get out there and speak the truth, you know? Right. And I said, and I, and I told some of those pastors right now, I said, listen, if that were to happen to you, I'm there. Right. I, I'm committing right now that I'm there. I said, and that's what we're going to know in these last days. Who are you in the trenches with? Who will you take a bullet for? And that's really where it comes about today. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we're finding out. That's the great divide that's taking place, especially in the leadership of the church today. You know, though, but we've got to say, you know, man, I'm going to uh, join, uh, link arms with you, and I'm going to stand with you. And we've got to have that kind of a brotherhood, if you will, uh, in, the, in the church of Jesus Christ today. Amen. Uh, because that's what's going to take to, to do what we're talking about. The forces that are the the the, the principalities mm-hmm. and the powers and the rulers uh, that uh, basically you know those that spirit realm that's affecting the rulers, the governments, and all these institutions. That's what those. That's what the that the meaning of that is is that to stand against all those and the spirits that are behind them. It's going to take all of us, and even though that might be a remnant. But, but that remnant has to come together, and it has to stand strong, and it has to be willing to lay down their lives for mm-hmm. one another and for the Lord. And, you know, I got chills when you were saying that, by the way. And he scooted, either he turned his volume up or something. But <laughs> <laughs> You know, if you're a pastor, call another pastor you know. Get involved in all pro pastors. It's a yeah. group of people that literally just pastors, you know, four or five guys that just say, hey, this is our band of brothers. But if you're not a pastor, if you're a mom, if you're a dad, you need to get your buddies together. You need to say, hey, look, I'm not going to agree with you on everything, but I can agree with you on this. I have to have my freedom to speech. I have mm-hmm. to have freedom to my body. I cannot allow this government to take all my freedoms away from me, right? I can't allow that. I'm not going to put up with this, right? And you need to stand. We need to stand together. That's what we need to do. And and that's what Jesus said, that, that if we, one of our distinguishing characteristics, he says you would know them, that they have love one towards the other. And love's going to let us make choices, but it's also going to stand next to us. Love's not going to stand around while hate takes away all of our choices. And that's what I felt. And I feel like we need to send that message of unity, that you are not alone. We are praying for you, Australia. We are praying for you, every country in Europe. We keep hearing more and more horrible details about what is happening over there. And we are praying for you. We're praying for America. We're praying for the people that lost their jobs, right? We're praying for the people that took this jab and are, are trying to repent, you know, maybe having negative consequences. We're praying for the people that, that are dying for COVID. So, Lord God, we just come to you right now and we just lift you up. And we know that you, you know, so much time we spend on this podcast talking about what Satan is doing. And we know that you, Lord God, are doing a mighty work inside of all of us. That you're distilling us down, Lord Jesus, to where you would have us to be. And that you're ready to do a new outbreak. Exactly what Dr. Daniel said, that we're going to see an outbreak. That we're going to see a last revival, Lord Jesus. That you are so much willing to reach out and get a new generation of of people that have been lost. And uh, right now we just ask that you would pray. We pray for the whole world, Lord God. Mm -hmm. Pray for these freedoms. And uh, we pray for pastors. We pray for churches. We pray for hearts and minds to be awakened. Because there is a strong delusion that has gripped this country 
that we have lost our love of the truth, exactly what Dr. Daniel was saying. And I just pray right now, Lord God, over everything we've said and done on this three podcasts here. And we know get, we'll be able to get him back again. And uh, But it's just been a great time. And so thank you, God, for all of that. And we bless each person here. Mm-hmm. And uh, any last words mm-hmm. you guys want to say? No, keep going, keep believing, and keep connecting with those you can be in agreement with and stand with. Yes. Kathy? And keep praying. You know, God's in control. That's the thing that every time when I get discouraged and see things and just go, what's going on? I always come back to that. And that, that's our starting place, guys, is that God is still in control, even though things look out of control. And we need to press into him more and uh, get in get instructions from him to know how we need him to move during these trying times god is asking to go deeper inside of us than he has ever gone before a closer walk with god than he has ever we've ever had before and i'm praying that for each one of you today so god bless you guys and hopefully we'll get you back here real soon we'll be praying for our podcast we're still having issues with our hosting site um, blocking us not releasing them and uh, so just hang in with us we're so thankful and uh, god bless you thank you to our loyal subscribers and listeners we really appreciate you guys and we want to let you know about supernaturaljunkies.com if you sign up for the newsletter there you'll be the first to know about anything that's happening with us any events we might be doing and also kevin's book the covid beast is out now and available on kindle You can get that on our website and the audible version, as well as the soft cover book should be out in a few weeks from now. Signing up for that newsletter will get you in the loop to be the first to hear about it. We're also going to be coming out with supernaturaljunkies.com gear with that cute cartoon logo, because some of you have been asking about that. We're going to have it on mugs, t-shirts, and hoodies, as well as stickers and magnets. If you want in on that, like I said, sign up for that newsletter. Also, if you love our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could write us a review on any of the platforms you listen on or share this with anyone you think might be interested. I know we harp on it all the time, but that's because that review helps us get found. It helps boost us on the algorithm. And that's why we're always asking. So, because we don't have a lot of reviews right now. So that would mean the world to us. Once again, we appreciate you guys. So grateful for you. Thank you and have a blessed week.
Thank you.